1: Hello and welcome to another episode of Bijana Supply Chain. Now, this is Nurhadi House. My guest today is uh, Vasilis, a CEO and co founder at the Smarter Chains, the digital supply chain transformation platform. So, thank you for joining me today, Vasilis. It's great to have you on the show. Thank you, Nurhadi. It's a pleasure for having me. Mm-hmm. All right. So, in today's episode, we are going to talk about making industry transformation, real challenge and opportunities. But before we get started, Vasilis, can you please brief a little bit about yourself and what do you do at the Smarter Chains? Absolutely, absolutely,
2: Mohadi. No so first of all, let me just introduce a bit about who I am and uh, how we come to create smarter chains and what is the actual problem that we're solving. So a few things about myself. I'm, uh, I studied supply chain. I did a master's in supply chain. I'm a Greek by origin. I studied in the UK at Grand University. Once I finished my supply chain degree, I did my internship in Procter Gamble. Uh, at the Gillette division at the time of the big consumer goods acquisition of of P&G of Gillette in 2006. And then I spent a decade uh, working in Procter & Gamble, mostly in manufacturing. Uh, During my years there, I realized that we had a very big problem, although we were a very big advanced supply chain. How do we really drive transformation at scale, mostly focused at the time on different operational excellence tools, but by the end of my time in PNG, digital or if you like IP or new OT systems were becoming more and more uh, important as part of value creation in the operations. So the problem that uh, we were tasked to do once I left PNG is how can we really create an effective, fast and reliable way that different supply chain organizations can capture on the different business benefits of Industry 4.0. We are at this point of our maturity, shall I say. We are very much focused on manufacturing, but then, of course, we are going to be expanding on the different elements and parts of the supply chain. Now, what uh, Smarter Change does, if I would put it in a very, 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 very quickly in a nutshell, we do four core things. We help enterprise clients to educate their workforce on all things Industry 4. We help them prepare their organizations for the transformation by providing them the data driven foundation that they can engage the different functions, different lands, different locations in the transformation. And then we help them define their roadmaps by providing them all the data intelligence they need to drive their uh, decision-making. And then, of course, we have a lot of different partners that we help them go from strategy to execution, always thinking at scale and always focusing on
1: the value generation element of the integration of new technologies. So, uh, Vasilis, to start off the discussions, what is the Industry 4.0 and... Why is it an important part of the transformation process in industry revolution perspective?
2: So, Nurhadi, I will, I will first take one step back on, uh, on this to say that, uh, you know, externally, and what we see in LinkedIn and maybe business that industry four is about technology. Mm-hmm. The reality is that it's not. The reality is that technology is a part of it, but the actual official, if you would like, definition of the fourth industrial revolution is the number one is horizontal integration as we are going to be merging our organizations and functions horizontally. Then is the vertical integration. Then is the actual cross-disciplinary engineering, which of course we need to be thinking in a far more augmented way of how we can be getting different parts from different disciplines into our uh, technology stack. And the last one is the actual exponential growth or the exponential technologies, as we tell them, which is the actual technological pace. Now, why this is important? Uh, This is important because Industry 4 is touching 26% of the global GDP, which is the full manufacturing and logistics operations. So the actual value potential here is massive, both from a value saving point of view, but also the amount of skills, peoples, and personas that is actually touching, and is not touching one or a few organizations or the big ones. Is horizontal. Is touching every manufacturing organization and every logistics organization, and uh, by design is forcing us to many new and quite complex decisions that need to be taken. Mm. Now, we do believe and we do see that the fourth industrial revolution will be by far the biggest change management exercise we have ever done in manufacturing. And from the last 30 to 40 years of experience in trying to systematically build problem-solving capabilities in organizations through the operational excellence programs, we know that we have a lot of work to do in order to get this right and drive uh, value at scale.
1: And how do you see the readiness of industry for the transformation facilities? What are the major obstacles and challenges do you see? So
2: back in 2019, uh, we had this question of how can we really assess Uh, The readiness of the industry, of course, a a specific industry. Uh, We couldn't go to all the different verticals, but we focused on the CPG industry back in 2019. And we did uh, the first uh, Factor of the Future benchmarking study, uh, which was sponsored uh, by Ersten Young, uh, in order to be able to answer exactly this question, Nurhadi. Mm -hmm. So what is the actual readiness of the industry and what do the best do best? And what is the actual status? We know what what is the average, if you would like, uh, maturity uh, of the industry? What we came out, if I would say the top, top, top highlight, was that 90% of the plants that we investigated across nine different cpg industries because you know cpg industry is a massive uh, it's a massive industry on its own right and then it has quite a few uh, subsections
0: mm-hmm.
2: was that 90% of the plants were just starting to understand uh, what would this brave new world of cheaper better and faster technologies would mean for them There were only 10% of the plants that they have really cracked out uh, what the actual value of industry four is and how they can drive the value at scale. Because you know it's very different to implement one solution in one line uh, with 10 engineers. And it is a very different thing to be able to scale this particular uh, use case across 100 different plants, 1,000 different production lines, and 1,000 different people, which you need to build a new way of working you know, different systems uh, and then of course, having all the different supporting organizations. So it is a very different problem uh, that we we see when we talk about just one unit and a very different problem when we talk about the actual opportunity uh, at scale. Now, let me say what are the core problems or the core obstacles that we have seen in a matter of uh, ascending order. Number one is um, its mindset. Which Thanks. is actually education, yeah. It's all about the mindset and it's all about we are coming from an era, especially in manufacturing. Uh, and I would say special manufacturing because you know the operational excellence thinking or the Six Sigma or the actual extreme adherence to a specific process, if you like, uh, it has been very dominant over the last years and for very good reasons. But this has defined a very fixed mindset. Uh, this fixed mindset is actually something that has helped us until now. But now we really need to start augmenting it with a far more growth oriented mindset of how we can be doing our processes better, faster, cheaper, make the environment far more collaborative with the integration of new tools across IT or THR or finance in the manufacturing uh, arena. And at the same time, maintain the actual scalable problem-solving capabilities that we have defined with this uh, fixed mindset. The mindset is not only at one level of the organization. And I would dare to say that it starts completely on the top of the organization, as all do big transformations do. So the mindset of the leaders starting from the top across the organization is what we see to be either the biggest inhibitor or the biggest accelerator. A second obstacle is the organizational design. Mm. We are not yet figured out clear ways of integrating ever growing number of technologies into our technology stack and what this would mean from an org design point of view how we are building, of course, our HR systems around it, how yeah. we build our compliance, our governance, our learning and development, are the way we incentivize our people. Mm. The third obstacle is the skills, clearly. And if I would make it more specific for manufacturing, in manufacturing, we had not a lot of systems up until now. So we had few systems, now we have many systems, so we need a completely new set of employees and skills on the actual software. floor. Now, this is posing a big challenge because we need to also create a new narrative for manufacturing to make it attractive for new candidates that they would be willing to work in a manufacturing facility doing IT, coding, etc. cetera, while they have much... More alternatives like working in startups, global companies, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. This is creating another very big challenge for them, for us manufacturers, to solve if we want to really recruit and retain good quality skills that can help us uh, in an ever-changing and ever-growing uh,
1: manufacturing uh, technology stack. Mm-hmm. Awesome, interesting. All right, so let's jump to another question, and I think this is very, very important question: How to address this challenge, Vasilis? So,
2: these challenges, uh, Nurhadi, was uh, the, I say, the biggest motivation for us jumping out of Procter in order to be able to create something that is scalable and can help other clients to do so. Mm-hmm. So, number one. Is uh, education and is leadership education. Education. And education, 100%. And education has many different pillars, you know. And of course, we are moving to more and more experiential type of education, so hands on type of work that we can do. But it's all about being able to build skills and behaviors at scale. This will enable us to build the mindset we need in order to then go and acquire the second two things, which is skill set at scale. So being able to build the skills that we need in order to address the challenges. And then the last, which in many cases is the one that everybody is being focused on and in very good reasons, is the tool set, which for tool set, we are talking about the actual technology, the tool that we're going to use in order to do that. Now, first I will conclude is building the mindset through education and experiential learning. A lot of companies and a lot of our clients, for example, they dedicate specific resources or specific silos or plants, if you like, that they create in like creative ground. So there they installed new technologies, many of them in one line, so they create the learning experiential hands-on environment that can help them understand exactly what all these different world of tools means, both from an organizational point of view, from a set point of view, from a mindset point of view, from a collaboration point of view, et cetera, et cetera. Then is building the actual skills themselves. And the last is the actual technology. Now, mm-hmm. the tool set uh, is, uh, Bottom line is what Smarter Change does in a way, because what we do, we take you through the education, but to end up to be able to align the organization to a specific set of technologies at the enterprise level that can help you define the transformation at scale, meaning what would be the foundational interventions that you need to do in order to set up the ground for what comes later, which is going to be the ever-growing integration of new stuff into your technology stack. Number two, what would be the interventions that can help you accelerate value creation? And number three is the stage of the amplification, which is there that we are uh, integrating, if you like, the sexier uh, technologies, the ones that we all like to see very much uh, around, uh, but we are not yet ready to really integrate them in a way that we can be driving value at scale, either because we don't know how to use them or because we don't hold the foundation or because they are still too expensive in order to be able to drive value at scale. A lot of the new tools, a lot of the new technologies, they still need um, a lot of proofing on understanding exactly how to drive value uh, from them so we we have a very specific positioning on this that we leave the things that you know are not yet uh, either at the affordability of the cost or we don't have the experience yet or the skill set that it's going to be matching with them to fix them uh, we leave them for later part in the roadmap because as we all know in many cases, new technology in order to be built, uh, we need business cases that they can be seen seen from an enterprise point of view, because they simply cannot be paying out uh, in the biggest part of clients' uh, manufacturing locations.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Awesome. All right, Fasili. Uh, actually, I still have a couple of questions, but we are running out of time. So, To wrap up the discussion, uh, what is the key message that you'd like to share with our listener? Uh, So, first of all,
2: uh, I would like to share the importance of nurturing uh, leadership behaviors for transformation through comprehensive education and training. Mm. Uh, Number two, the incentivization of experimentation with new technologies it's another key pillar that needs to be integrated into leadership's work plans. And this is very important for us manufacturing because experimentation and manufacturing efficiency, they're a bit of contradicting notions still uh, in the industry. Then uh, it's extremely important to continue to invest in infrastructure. Foundations is everything if we want to really uh, drive a sustainable. Uh, transformation. Um, then I would say the importance of instilling uh, a culture of continuous discovery. Uh, so even if as an organization we don't provide the tools we create a culture that our people will be able to go and find the tools. so in a way we democratize uh, the continuous uh, improvement, uh, for the organization based on new technologies. Uh, then um, I would say it's extremely important to get enterprise-wide visibility of the opportunity and to always have in mind the importance of scaling the learnings because scaling the learnings as a notion is very different from having what we know and what we're coming from in manufacturing of focusing on just local improvement that later they they are not able to scale, but we have still uh, wasted the investment there. Mm. And lastly, uh, I would say engaging and inspiring the organization uh, through all the phases uh, of the transformation is something that uh, would always be the best investment we can ever do. The why we do something is in many cases far more important than the how or even the what.
0: At Vichara Supply Chain, we are committed to driving global perspective to embrace technological adaptation in improving process efficiencies. Don't forget to subscribe, like and share Bichara Supply Chain. And stay tuned for the latest updates. To learn more, visit our website www.bicharasupplychain.com Thank you for listening to us. We look forward to seeing you at our next episode.